Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. Up until about five years ago, I was your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever and the rising within me began. Since then, I've embraced my gifts and have stepped into my role as an evidential psychic medium, past life reader, higher self mentor, holy fire Reiki practitioner, and published author. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll continue to join me each week, remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. Hope all you risers are doing well and enjoying your summer thus far. I hope it's going well. I know that we brought in the energy in the July energetic forecast that this month could feel overwhelming, but we brought through lots of tips. We, I'm saying we, I mean me, but I guess I'm talking about me and spirit, me and my guides. We are definitely co-creating life, my life, this podcast. So I guess that wasn't a slip at all. We are creating. We brought through a lot of tips and kind of guidance examples of how the month might feel and how to best align with it and work with it. So if you haven't caught that yet, it doesn't matter that you're halfway through the month. Um, The information that came through, I feel, is very applicable to life in general. So go back and listen. Um, Today's questions, so there's two of them I'm going to talk about in this one episode, came directly from... Um, some of the community members in my listener podcast, sorry, my podcast listener private community. So over on Facebook, there's a private community called the Intuitive Rising Community, and it is um, for listeners, right? It's usually by invite only, meaning that if you are hearing this, you are invited. Um, it's private, safe, inclusive. We talk about all the things. I go live over there sometimes. Um It's just a great community. There's a lot of support and there's engagement and I love it so much. And I love you guys so much. But the questions that I'm talking today came from, talking about today, came from that community. So I wanted to let you know that you as a listener, even if you're not in that group, maybe you don't have Facebook, that's okay. Maybe you don't do social media, that's okay too. You can reach out to me. If you go to my website, theintuitiverising.com, there is like a little chat bubble. You can type in there a topic that you would like me to talk about. So if there's a question you have um, on you know, some sort of spiritual intuitive kind of topic, Let me know because I create this podcast for you um, based on what you tell me that you want to hear. Okay, so let's get right into it. The question from the community, how do I feel when spirit is around me and how does it feel to receive messages? Okay, so there's a lot to this and also this is very individualistic. So, you know, how I feel may differ than how somebody else feels um, because we do experience, we all experience spirit through our own personal lens. Okay, so there definitely are commonalities across the board, but, you know, it, it can feel different for us as well. So I want to 
start out by saying that. Uh, okay, so how do I feel when spirit is around me? Okay, let's talk about how I used to feel when spirit was around me, okay? So as you guys know, I have been doing mediumship, like intentional connection to past loved ones, intentional connection to, um, you know, psychic uh, information, meaning that I'm intentionally connecting to a living person's energy. I've been doing that work for four, four and a half years. Things really started to open up for me about five and a half years ago when my father passed away suddenly. Before that, in hindsight, I was picking up on spirit, but it was much more unintentional and it was much more kind of overwhelming and I didn't really have control over it. I also didn't have a super awareness of the fact that that's even what I was connecting to or what was connecting to me. So how it used to feel was like anxiety. Okay, so it used to feel like an upset stomach, like my heart racing, like this general sense of unease. It used to feel like I was very ungrounded, maybe overwhelmed. Now, it didn't necessarily ever feel scary to me. Um, I've never been afraid of the spirit world. But I also, you know, when I'm talking about before, I also wasn't intentionally aware I was connecting to the spirit world. Therefore, you know, I had nothing to be afraid of. But it did feel extremely overwhelming. So I naturally am quite introverted when I get around people that feel good to me energetically. I can be very extroverted, but the extroversion has a time limit for sure. <laughs> and I feel like many of us are like this. We probably, there's probably a spectrum of introversion versus um, extroversion. Um, there's a time limit for me, you know, and then I, I literally will be sitting there like, ha, ah. like it, it can feel it's like draining in front of me like a battery. Um, I used to feel overwhelmed by people. I still can at times, but I also know that that means that I'm not adequately boundaried up. Um, and I, I'll also, you know, say that I, I felt overwhelmed by spirit. What now I know was spirit. So long-winded answer to your question. It felt like anxiety to me. Um, it just felt like I was, like I picture like, you know, an empty room with clear air and then kind of in the middle, there's this mist or this fog or this dark cloud or whatever you want to visualize. And I didn't, I can't always see it. Now I feel like I can see it coming, right? So it's like, let's avoid that, right? This comes with learning how to navigate energy and set boundaries up. Wasn't always able to see that coming, but I would feel it as soon as I walked through. If you're, if you're like out for a walk on a sunny day and then all of a sudden you walk underneath the rain cloud, you're going to physically feel it. So for me, I felt spirit and it felt like anxiety. So to recap, upset stomach sometimes, heart racing, feeling a little bit like lightheaded or faint, um, heavy chest, just feeling overwhelmed to the max. And it feels like it goes from zero to 80 very, very quickly. So that's how it used to feel. And 
you know, how it feels to receive messages. Okay. Well, let's first talk about how it feels to, how it feels to connect to spirit now. I want to give you a little bit of hope. If you are now experiencing all the things that I just explained of how I used to feel spirit and you are like, oh my God, I don't know if this is for me because I don't want to feel like that. I want to give you a little bit of hope because we don't have to feel overwhelmed by spirit. I will let you know that we can set boundaries with spirit just as we can set boundaries with people. We can set boundaries with people in a physical sense like I am choosing not to be around that person right now. I am choosing not to continue this conversation right now. That's a physical boundary, an energetic boundary with, with a living person or with a spirit would just be a sense of, um, you know, kind of intentionally setting, setting an intention that you are not open to this. Okay. So what I would do before I would go someplace, I don't do this so much anymore because I feel like it just kind of comes naturally to me where I'm just always boundaried. But certainly in the beginning, before I would go someplace like public place, like maybe to the mall, to Costco on a Saturday morning, um, you know, to a sporting event, something like that, where there's a lot of people, I would beforehand really ground myself with some breathing deep belly breaths, um, clear my mind, right? And then I would visualize a, sometimes a bright light kind of all around me like a bubble, or I would um, visualize um, like literally a bubble. I remember there's a few times where I would visualize this kind of like bubble gum. So which e with each breath in and out, the bubble would get larger and larger, like when you're blowing a piece of bubble gum. And it would fully, fully um, surround me. Now you can choose, pick and choose how you want to do that, what that looks like for you. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that you are intentionally saying, this is my space bubble, this is my personal bubble, this is my energy, and when I connect, I, you know, when I go out and navigate my day and I'm interacting with other people, I do not want to pick up on anybody else's energy. Just my energy. And I can tell you that seems really maybe simple, but it is that simple. That changed my life because going out in public and being around other people did not feel as overwhelming anymore. Simply because I set an intention, I visualized that, that this is my space and I am not open to picking up on other people's stuff. Now I do this with spirit as well. I used to intentionally, you know, open and close and it was a process, right? Um, I do always make sure that I close and open as well, but it's not a process. It's more just me going, okay, I'm ready, right? It's just me kind of getting there really quick. And then when I'm done a client session, okay, thank you. Closing off, done. Um, I don't kind of go through the whole rigmarole, but you can, and I would encourage you to, until that becomes second nature for you. So, one way I would do that is I used to, after a session, 
a lot of the time, especially in my earlier um, years of working, I was just working in the evenings because my youngest child was not in school yet. So I was with him throughout the day and didn't really offer very many readings. And so I'd do them at nighttime. And so I would, you know, after a session, immediately kind of go up to bed and get wound down for my night. And so I would lay in my bed and I would visualize the outline of my body like a paper doll. And I would visualize myself cutting away around the outline of my body. I just got a big whoosh of energy as I did this. And this is certainly how I felt when I would do this too. I could feel the energy kind of like goosebumps, right? At where I was like cutting in my mind, cutting around. Say I'm like cutting around my head and then down over my shoulder and into my arm. I would literally get a, a, a little zap of energy um, as I would do that. Um, but I would kind of cut away. Okay, I'm done now. I'm closed. No more spiritual activity tonight. And that works really, really well. The nights that I would forget to do so, I would notice that I wouldn't sleep as well. And it's probably just because I was that energetic sponge, still kind of blending and tapping into spirit. So I want to encourage the boundaries first, okay? How does it feel to connect to spirit now? It feels, I don't feel a lot of the um, physical sensation that I previously talked about. I will get a little zap of energy throughout, um, say if I'm like working with a client, sitting down, doing a medium. Let, let me walk you through how this goes, okay? I come down to my office. As you guys know, I only connect to spirit when I'm sitting in this chair at this desk. That's me setting up an energetic boundary. This was actually another question. So I'm gonna answer all three questions. Um, and it was about protection bubbles, not taking on other people's energy. So we're gonna answer, like we're essentially answering that question as well. Um, but I've set this energetic boundary that this is where I connect to spirit and this is the only place I do. And so that's a boundary. So when people ask me, um, you know, are you picking up on anything right now? Like say I'm at the grocery store and like a person knows that I'm a medium. No, I'm not. I'm just a regular person going about their business, buying their groceries. I'm not. And most professional mediums would also say that they are not picking up on things when they're just going about their day. Um, they have boundaries with that. So they're just, when they're intentional about it, okay, it's go time. I'm working now. Let's connect to the spirit. Um, so when I sit down at my desk, it's like the spirit world knows, okay, Amy's ready to go. <laughs> She's sitting at her desk, right? So I will take maybe three really deep breaths and then I'll click join on Zoom. That's all I do for preparation. There's none anymore. I used to be, I have to sit, I used to have rules. I'd be like, okay, I have to come down 20 minutes before my session. I have to do like at least five minutes of meditation and deep breathing. And then I'm going to set my intention to connect to that person's loved ones. And then I'm going to take notes about what's coming through. So then I have that kind of stuff going into the session before I click zoom so I feel more confident because I've already started to build the power and to connect with spirit so that I don't have to do that in front of the person you know because I guess there was this lack of confidence or worry like okay if I click join on zoom and I haven't done any of that preparation of the breathing and the intention and building the power 
what if I can't when the person's in front of me? Or what if it takes a long time for me to kind of get that flow of information? I don't worry about that anymore. I just trust that it will happen. So there's literally no preparation for me. But I also want to take myself back to that beginner's mindset when I was learning to navigate. Okay, you do what you have to do. If you want a kind of routine and something that you do every time, I would suggest you put yourself in a very quiet place. You take some really, really deep belly breaths, meditation. You, you set your intention about who and what you want to connect to. I used to ask spirit as well, like, okay, I know that it's time to click join with my client when you make my scalp tingle. That was my like, it's go time. So I would do this deep breathing until my scalp tingled. And the minute it did, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Spirits told me I'm ready and I would click join. I know that that was just me needing to do that to have that external validation to build my confidence as a reader. And when I had it, I was ready to go. But I know that that was all just me needing to do that. And I feel like for all of us, you know, there there's a spectrum of sensitivity for sure. Some of us are naturally more sensitive to energy. And so we may have the perception or the awareness of spirit. And then, then we build the trust and we build the confidence and then you know, we, we, we channel. But I also believe that even if you're somebody that maybe doesn't feel as tapped in right now, intentionally tapped in, that you could learn to. This is, I feel like why things like Reiki and meditation can open up people's psychic and mediumship abilities. I can't tell you how many working mediums I have encountered that discovered their mediumship through doing Reiki training. So they did the Reiki, you know, had that universal life force energy flowing through them, able to channel energy, universal um, messages, collective messages. And then as they began to do that, began to recognize, oh, I can connect to past loved ones as well. I feel like they always were able to. It's just one more kind of level of confidence and awareness. So however it is that you get yourself to that place of confidence and awareness is okay. It might be through tarot and oracle cards. A lot of or tarot readers you know, it's, it's, it's way more intuitive than you might imagine. Give yourself permission if you're learning tarot. You don't need to read the guidebook word for word every time. Get a general sense of like this suit means this, this suit means this, um, you know, the elements and go. Everything else is intuitive. And you will find as you do that, you build your confidence and you kind of open up your awareness. It's just all these external things that we can do, Reiki, cards, pendulums, um, you know, hot yoga, <laughs> whatever it is, is a way, it just naturally kind of creates this awareness of what already is. Okay. Um, so 
let's get back to this. So I sit down in this chair now. <sighs> a couple deep breaths. Join. Hi, I'm Amy. This is what you can expect today. Let's go. And then I just bring through information. So for me, um, there's not a ton of physical sensations. I just trust immediately when I say, okay, we're here today to connect with, um, say, Kate, Kate's loved ones in spirit. Anyone who is here for Kate today, please come forward. And then whatever happens next, I trust is for Kate and is connected to her loved ones in spirit because that's the intention that I set. So anything that comes in, and I'm a mental medium, okay? That means that everything comes in through my clear senses. I clairvoyance, I see in the mind. Clear audience, I hear. It's like internal senses. We have those five senses, those physical, external senses. We also have those senses internal, and those are called your clairs. So anything at that point that I begin to see in my mind's eye, also called your imagination, right? Anything that comes in there, I know because I've set my intention is for Kate and is connected to someone in spirit. So I just begin to relay everything I see, hear, smell, taste, feel, know. And that's a way to identify spirit. So for me, it's much less physical based now, much more internal based. Now, when I'm connecting to a very important key piece of evidence based on what the spirit world says is a key piece of evidence, I will know that that was a really important to say because I will get a zap of energy and almost always it's down my left arm. It will just be like, sometimes my head will tingle my scalp. And whenever that happens, I always make note and say to my client, okay, that was a really important one for us to get, right? Like that was something that was important that that person in spirit had to say to you. And that always makes sense for my client because they're like, yes, that's actually what I wanted to know today. Or that's what I needed to hear. My arm hairs are currently standing up right now. So for me, how I receive messages is through my intention, I'm intending to do this. So if I want to connect to my, for myself, say I want to connect to my own spiritual team, my guides, or I want to connect to my higher self, I will do those couple of deep breaths to kind of just quiet myself, you know, regulate myself, get myself in a calm state, clear my mind of anything that I was just talking about or doing or thinking. And then I would set my intention. I want to connect to my spiritual team. I want to connect to Archangel Michael. I want to connect to my own higher self. And then anything that comes in um, clairvoyantly, clairaudiently, or all the other ways of the clairs that I just explained. I do experience all five and I work with all five. I take as a message from whomever it was that I intended to connect with. This is really totally, completely about trust. And this is why I truly believe that we all are in connection, connected. We're all connected to our spiritual team, to our higher self, 
to our past loved ones all the time, regardless if we think of ourselves as mediums or psychic or highly sensitive or, you know, intuitive or not. It doesn't matter. I think when you have those labels, they just represent a level of awareness of the the ability that you have or that you can do, which I think is universal on a spectrum, of course. So you might not think of yourself as psychic because you're not connecting in your mind. Huh. So when I thought of that and then that happened, that means I'm psychic. You might label that as a coincidence. It's about your awareness and then your trust in it. I can tell you the reason that I didn't realize before five and a half years ago that I had medium abilities, mediumistic abilities, was simply because I wasn't aware that the things that I was experiencing, the, the you know, things that was coming through in my imagination, quote unquote, was actually spirit. So it took me, and this goes into the second question, which is how I went from receiving mediumship messages and connecting to proactively creating conditions, sorry, connections on demand. I'm going to read that again. How I went from receiving mediumship messages and connections to proactively creating connections on demand. And this is how, okay? After my father passed and I experienced what I experienced with him when he was on life support, if you don't know my story, I share about it in episode two, but um, my father was put on life support and I live in a different province than he did. And so I was told I wouldn't be able to make it in time to say goodbye in person and to do so on the phone. And when I did so, in my mind's eye, or in my imagination, as I may have thought, I was all of a sudden shown the hospital room and shown specific details about it. The door number, the nurse's name on the board, who was in the room and what they were wearing, the time on the clock, all these, like, all these different things were coming through very specifically, which before that part, that, that happened, that experience, I might have just thought was a coincidence. But something about my father's transition to the spirit world gave me, kind of like lifted that veil, right, of forget, forgetting, of unaware, of being unaware. And all of a sudden, I was aware. This cannot be a coincidence. This is real. And after that experience, I would notice that sporadically, it wasn't like every day, but sporadically, I would be talking to someone, whether in person or online, and then I would be shown clairvoyantly something that wasn't mine. So it wasn't something that I was actively thinking about. It wasn't something that was a memory of mine. It was just something that wasn't mine right? What, that would happen when I was speaking to someone. And after the experience with my dad and that awareness that I had, I began to feel more confident that, hey, when that happens, that's actually me connecting to the spirit world. It's not my imagination. 
And so in the beginning, when that would happen sporadically, there was a few times which I bravely, you know, asked the person I was speaking to, I explained to them, hey, you know, all of a sudden I am feeling or seeing something that reminds me of you know, this person that I know that you have in spirit, is it okay if I proceed? I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this is, but can I proceed and tell you what I'm seeing or healing, hearing or feeling? And I did that a few times. The people were completely open to it. And that really built my confidence in, okay, so when that happens, it is not my imagination. It is spirit. And that is how I began to go from, you know, not offering mediumship to offering mediumship. I mentioned the word spontaneous. So things were coming through spontaneously. I talked to this person, her mother would come through. I talked to this person, her grandmother was all of a sudden around. How did I then go from that spontaneous when it happens, it happens, and I trust it, to I'm going to sit down in this desk and intentionally say, okay, I'm connecting to Kate's loved ones in spirit on demand, and I trust that they will come through on demand. How did that happen? <laughs> well, it happened pretty soon after the other experiences that I just explained happened. And I recently had somebody say to me, Amy, like that was really ballsy. And I said, oh, but it, was it ballsy or was it just that I really felt aligned and I trusted my intuition? Um, I reframed the word ballsy. I used to think I was very impulsive and now I know I'm just highly intuitive and tapped into what is right for me. <laughs> which allows me to move without the doubt um, and the what ifs. And that's certainly like in my connection to the spirit world. I still struggle, you know, sometimes making decisions <laughs> when it comes to my own life. But when it comes to the spirit world, there's no doubt anymore. And I just move right into that. Um, so I had those spontaneous experiences. And then I took part in a like a one hour free training. Um, Natasha, who was on an episode a couple weeks ago, um, we kind of talked about our story and how we connected um, about seven years ago, eight years ago, and how that connection has impacted us both in becoming the mediums that we are today. Um, she invited me to a, like a one hour kind of lunchtime training with her mentor. And um, I couldn't make it until about halfway through the training, but I joined the Zoom call and I was listening. And um, the medium who was running this workshop had, was giving kind of guidance on how to receive information or what to do with that information, how to, how to kind of gather more information from one thing. And so the, you might have heard me talk about this on this podcast before, but what she gave in this example was like, okay, so you are setting your intention to connect to Kate's loved one. And all of a sudden in your mind's eye, you see the image of a bicycle. She said, I don't want you to just leave it at that. Okay. I see a bicycle. 
in your mind's eye, visualize, continue with that bicycle, but also use your other senses. Okay, like do a 360. Where is the bike? Is it outside? Is it leaning against a brick building? Is it locked up? You know, does it have a chain on it? Uh, what color is it? Uh, what are you hearing? Is there any noises around? Is there any smells around? What does the temperature feel like? Right? So you're, you're gathering all this information from this one piece of evidence. And so um, that was the main thing that I took from this workshop that I, I joined late, right? So I, I, didn't, I wasn't there a long time, to be fair. But that, that was the thing that really went, oh, oh, right? That was key, actually, in my own journey. Because the next time something came through to me, whether or not it was the face of someone in spirit, whether or not it was the image of a train, whether or not it was a feeling about something. I didn't stop with that one piece. I gathered information. I asked for more. I did kind of like an inventory of what else, what's, what's more, what, what else is happening here? And just look down three, 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 three. Um, love that. So that was key for me. Um, once I had that piece, uh, I felt like curious and drawn to practicing this on other people. So I created my Facebook page, which I still have today, and I made it private. And I invited, I personally invited people, friends and family, whom I thought would be interested and or open to that information. And so I would share things that I wrote on there about my own journey, about how I was developing and things were kind of happening for me very naturally. And I offered many readings to the people that were on that page. Um, so I always used cards. That's something that I always use in the early days. I do not use cards very often anymore in any of my readings um, other than uh, like a one card reading, which is a mini reading that I offer currently. And the higher self reading, I use cards as well. Everything else is just channeled. And that for me is a confidence and a trust thing. It might not be for everybody. Some people may use cards um, not because they're not confident or comfortable or trusting in their abilities simply because they enjoy them. But for me, I was using them to help build that confidence. Um, so in the beginning, you know, I would, I had like a running list of people that were open and wanted a mini reading. I remember at one point, this list was like over a hundred. <laughs> and then anytime I had free time, I would sit down, close my eyes. I would visualize, you know, this, this bubble of light opening myself up, I'd set my intention. This is what I'm intending to do. I'm connecting to this person. Um, I'd pull a card and then I'd intuitively see what wanted to come through and I would just channel. And I did this all by writing. So it wasn't like a video, it wasn't a one-on-one. -on -one. It was me typing out what was coming to mind. And I did that for about six weeks and the people that were in that group were impressed. They were like, holy crap, like this is this you're definitely on to something. This is definitely something that you can do. This was bang on. And that certainly helped build my confidence too. Like, okay, this isn't just me and my imagination. This is real. There's something to this. Um 
And then after about six weeks, I created like a little dinky uh, website. I officially like registered and launched my business uh, and started taking payment for those readings. It was very, very low cost in the beginning. Again, it was like a confidence thing and um, building my reputation up. And that was uh, the very early months of 2019. So that was um, four and a half years ago. Here we are now in summer of 2023. So, you know, in the time period of that, so like my dad passed in January of 2018. Towards the end of 2018 is when things started to happen for me uh, in terms of, oh, when I'm talking to this person, I'm seeing their recently passed mom. That was late 2018. Uh, from like that that year January until you know the the late fall of 2019 I experienced a lot of spirit signs so I knew that my dad was around I'd find constant dimes if you're on YouTube you can see behind me in this little yellow Volkswagen bus that's a piggy bank it's jam-packed with dimes from those first like 10 months um that he was um transitioned after he transitioned. Uh, so a lot of that, a lot of, you know, just different spirit signs and this feeling of like, whoa, like I'm definitely supportive, supported. I definitely know that my dad is around. This is how he's showing me. That just came through as a feeling. I just knew it. I couldn't deny it anymore. And then, like I said, about 10 months later, I started to have spontaneous connections to spirit I may always make sure if, if this is happening to you, when this happens to you, always make sure that you ask permission for the person that the information is coming through for. I think it's very, very, very important to ask permission. You never ever know where somebody is in their life, what kind of day they're having, you know, where they're at in their grief, what their belief system is, you have no idea. So just because you're receiving the information does not mean that you have to share it. It's, it's like, think of this visual. This is a visual that was given to me by spirit years ago. Your bird's eye view of like a town. Okay. Nighttime. It's dark. Most of the houses are in darkness. No lights on. Everybody's sleeping. Lights out. But there are little handfuls of homes spread out in this town that have their lights on. Just got a massive whoosh of goosebumps as I said this. People that are energy sensitive, that have that are on that spectrum of sensitivity, like really leaning towards highly sensitive and um, naturally percept, like naturally able to perceive spirit, have their lights on. They're not sleeping. And so spirit will go to those people because they know, hey, you have your lights on. That means that you know I'm here. You can see me. I'm, I'm like thinking of uh, the sixth sense. You can see me, right? Um, and so what I do, if that happens to me, if I'm out and about somewhere and I will be feeling like somebody's loved ones around, I say in my mind, can you please, you know, um, make this connection happen? If you want me to connect to that person, then you 
pull those strings. You make that connection happen somehow. Now, this is not to say if like I was with uh, a close friend or one of you guys that I know when I ran up, ran into you and I felt your loved ones come in. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't connect for you in that moment. I would ask permission. Hey, I feel like we've got somebody around. Is it okay to proceed? I would because I know, you know, based on interactions and things like that, that you would be totally open to that, right? But I'm talking about like a complete stranger or somebody you don't know very well, like a photographer that's taking your family photos or a new hot hairstylist or the cashier at Walmart. If I don't know that person and I don't have, you know, interactions and they don't know I'm a medium and they don't know all that kind of stuff, no, I would not share it. I would say make that connection happen somehow, right? Maybe that person stumbles upon my social media one day and they're like, hmm, and then they book a reading. Maybe their sister-in-law has a reading and says, hey, you need to check out this, this girl. Um, you should start following her. You should uh, reach out to her. You should book a reading. That's how those things happen. And if I, I've had that happen before where I've can, like been in contact with someone that I didn't really know very well, felt their spirit around a loved one in spirit around and said, okay, you make this happen to the spirit world, to the spirit. And then months later, get a message, right? And they'd be like, I feel like we've met before, but yeah, um, my neighbor's sister uh, ended up having a reading with you and she was raving about you. And so I would really like to set that up. Can we do that? And then I'd like to see her name or see their face when we joined the session and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> right? Like, of course, thank you, spirit. And that's how it can work. But that's how I would navigate that situation. If it happened to you, the spirit world will connect you later. Okay. Um, now another question I'm going to receive, it's like, how do like, if I am say picking up on the cashier at Walmart's loved one, like, how do I know that I am? Um, it just is a knowing it just comes in. Like all of a sudden I will see a person in my mind's eye. Or I'll have a feeling like, uh, there's a mom here. Uh, I believe there's like something to do with her lungs. So she could have had lung cancer or a lung disease. Um, she may have smoked, right? Like there's a feeling that comes through. It's like a knowing. It's just a knowing. And it's tied in also with clairvoyance. So I'll see something and then I'll have this knowing like, that person's mother is in spirit and they died of lung cancer. It's, it's all mental for me and much less physical now. In the early days, if that happened, I probably would also have that knowing, also see the clairvoyance, but then have the kind of, I wouldn't be clear on who that was or why I was getting it. And I would just feel overwhelmed. Like I wouldn't have connected it to like, oh, that's that person's mother. So I probably would have just felt kind of nauseated or a little bit like panicky in the moment. And I wouldn't know why. So for me, it like personally, it was having the awareness and making the connection that, okay, so like that is spirit. And then 
that 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 was it for me. I just looked down again. 44, 44 spirits giving us all of the numbers today. So that's how I went from receiving spontaneous messages to you know, on demand messages, meaning my intention is to connect with and then it comes through. It's just another layer of confidence it's another layer of awareness it's it's reaching the point where you realize that once you set that intention everything else is spirit as i'm saying that i feel like spirit is wanting me to get a little bit more specific because i know sometimes we can still be confused about what is our own thoughts versus what is spirit. So when you're connecting to something that you're bringing in, there's a feeling of attachment to it or ownership to it. When you're connecting to spirit, it feels it's unfamiliar. You know, it's not you. It feels like something was just planted into your mind. And you're like, this isn't a memory. This isn't something I was thinking about. This isn't somebody I know. Um, and then trusting, okay, then this must be spirit. This is something that truly has to be practiced. It has to be worked on. It's not something you can just read about or listen to me talk about. And you immediately go, oh, okay. And some people may feel like my journey was like, but I also feel like it was a lifetime of experiences that I had that through each one of living that experience brought me a little bit closer and closer and closer and closer to it so that it became natural because whether or not I was intentionally developing or not, I was like my higher self was. Um, I also believe that, um, you know, my natural kind of psychic and mediumistic abilities stem from past lives as well. So I've had, um, I've done past life regression, I've had past life reading, and that comes in as well every time. That's even come in in my numerology. <laughs> in my karmic debt, it came in like that. And some of my, some of my, uh, I think my destiny number as well, um, which talked about last week's episode, on last week's episode, the numerology one with Brandy Bolton. So, yeah, that's where I'll leave you today. I hope that gives you a little bit more clarity. I know we all want like a one, two, three step. But I just, I, it's, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. I can like tell you how I experience things. I can give you pointers, but really this is about practice and it's about trust. And we can't, most of us can't get to the trust place until we practice. So I invite you to find a trusted person whether this is a family member, a friend, a coworker, um, maybe there's some sort of um, 
in-person circle somewhere that you can go where you have the ability to practice your connections with someone else, someone you feel trust with. An evidence journal is also excellent. That's another way that you can kind of build confidence with yourself, so keeping track of all those random, quote unquote, things that come into your awareness and you're like, I don't know what this is about, but this is what I thought of. Or I was thinking about this person, I don't know why, gonna write it down, thought about John, who I went to high school with. And then three days later, you run into John after 20 years, right? It's a way to build your confidence that, okay, so these things that are coming in aren't random. They're not coincidences. They're messages. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, I enjoyed sharing with you. And thank you so much for these questions. Reminder, if you have your own questions, please go to my website, theintuitiverising.com and leave a question in the chat box. Um, you can always also go to my website and catch up on uh, episodes of the podcast. You can read my blog. You can read up on my testimonials. You can book a session. Um, yeah, I... I I hope you're enjoying your summer so far. I so appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join a group of like-minded souls on their own spiritual journey, please request to join the Intuitive Rising community over on Facebook. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.